it's really down to, do you have the systems that really understand, you know, what customers are doing on, on your site, whether it's your analytics, you know, whether it's your pixel activity and what are you doing to going down in, in the right direction? It's the e-commerce master plan podcast here to help you solve your marketing problems and grow your e-commerce business. Cutting through the hype to bring you inspiration and advice from the e-commerce sector and beyond. Here's your host, Chloe Thomas. Hello and welcome. It's great to have you here. Thank you very much for hitting play and choosing to listen to one of our inspiring guests. Today, I get to catch up with a podcasting friend of mine. Kunlay Campbell is on talking about his new book. Before we get to that, though, I have to do a big, big thank you to one of you lovely listeners. Regular listeners will know I like to say thanks to those of you who send me nice things and say nice things about my podcast. And today... A big thank you to Katie Cunner from the Whoopi Bakery, whose cakes are amazing. After she sent me this, I went and bought some of her cakes and um, wow, they are very, very good. But she sent me a sent me a message on LinkedIn to tell me how amazing the podcasts are. She said, um, you know, just to say thank you and that it's really helping her to learn all the aspects of e-commerce. And she's listening to both of them, both to e-commerce master plan and keep optimizing. And she wants me to keep going. Don't worry, Katie, I'm going to keep going and um, you keep baking those cakes because they're really good. So that's Katie from the Whoopi Bakery, if anyone wants to check them out. Okay, enough of that. Let's get on with today's episode. Um, like I said, I'm ca- chatting up with, catching up even with my friend Cunlay Campbell of the 2X e-commerce podcast, who has written a phenomenal book. I put it kind of up there in the top three e-commerce books that we should all be reading I do include one of my own books in there, e-commerce marketing, because I think um, it's just brilliant too, uh, because I hear from you guys that it is. Gosh, I sound terribly arrogant there, don't I? That was not the point. But I would put Kanlay's new book high up in the echelons of great books about e-commerce. I highly recommend you read it. We are going to be chatting about a few bits about the book, about what it took to get to the point where he was ready to write it. So all the things he's learned over the years and how that's consolidated into the book. We're also going to be exploring the kind of the initial part of the book, which is, as you'll find as we go through this episode, is crucial to its use, to its power, um, and to what it's going to take to help you grow e-commerce businesses over the next five, 10 years and beyond. So please enjoy the episode and listen to the end because Cunley has some really hot top tip recommendations as well. So you want to make sure you listen right to the end. Running an e-commerce business is tough, but you can stay ahead of the competition with Pricing. This powerful tool lets you track competitors' prices and optimise your pricing strategy. With one click, you can track prices from any website, marketplace or sales channels like Google Shopping and Amazon. And that's just the beginning. PriceSync's dynamic pricing app will automatically adjust your prices to help you maximise your profit margins. It's the simplest way to increase your profit. Sign up for a free trial today and get 50% off your first three months. Sign up now via ecmp.info forward slash pricing. That's ecmp.info forward slash P-R-I-S-Y-N-C. 
Attention e-commerce businesses, do you want to scale your business even faster? Then tune into season three of the Lightning 50 e-commerce growth hacking podcast. Join the Lightning 50 podcast team as they uncover fascinating personal stories of growth in e-commerce from some of your favourite brands, as well as some new players that are disrupting the space. Don't miss out on valuable insights and strategies from the fastest growing businesses in retail. Tune in now and supercharge your e-commerce growth. Episodes are available now via the short link ecmp.info forward slash lightning 50. And that's all one word, just lightning 50. Or search for lightning 50 podcast on all the major podcast platforms like Spotify, Amazon, Apple and Google. And now to introduce our special guest. Cunlay Campbell is the host of the 2X e-commerce podcast and co-founder of Octillion, a consolidator of clean FMCG CPG brands. And now he's the author of the brand new book, E-commerce Growth Strategy, a brand-driven approach to attract shoppers, build community and retain customers. Hello, Cunley. Hi, Chloe. It's, it's always a pleasure catching up with you. Always a pleasure. And we have so much to talk about today. We nearly ran out of time to record. So uh, <laughs> the number of times we've gone, hold on, podcast, we need to do the podcast. So guys, uh, we are thoroughly warmed up for this. Let's put it that way. Talking about the book, why did you decide to write the book? <laughs> Selfishly. It was an ego thing. I read a book many years ago on how to become a subject matter expert. Uh, it was many, many years ago. And um, one of the things on the checkbox there was uh, write a book. And I attempted to do this back in 2017, failed. I tried again in, in 2020, 2021, failed. They're just like one man missions that just just fell just fell fell off the, the way but um i think it was when i was organizing the commerce excel conference the first one somebody from cogan page reached out to me at that point in time i was doing predominantly consulting events on my podcast that, that was all i was doing somebody reached out to me um, from cogan page and was like would like you to submit um, a proposal to us this was September-ish, September, October. So the visibility off the back of Commerce Excel, the, the virtual conference I, I I was organizing at the time, I don't do it anymore, just led to that. He, he probably just saw the, the the entire, you know, speaker list again, not not, not my making. And he looked, this guy has, has a bit of credibility. And, and so the journey began. It stretched for 18 months. At the time, I thought, okay, I would be able to expose, you know, myself more to, to, to bigger audiences, you know, through via book. It would be good. And, um, you know, I get to work with more people and help more people. And that has changed. So this might like my one year proper anniversary at, um, at Octelian Capital Partners. We acquire e-commerce businesses essentially and, um, and, and grow them. And these, these e-commerce first businesses, not just e-commerce business, they're consumer, consumer brands. We acquire them essentially, and it's been different. So the last three months, I've I've worked on on Octelian full time. The book is launching. I'm a different sort of person in in a different space, but I still think those first principles, you know, in the book, which which we'll talk about, are very very relevant to e-commerce operators uh, or people who even work for e-commerce operators um, to, to today. So, so that's kind of like a long-winded <laughs> um, reason. <laughs> yeah, as 
so frequently a book comes out of so many different things. There's like just this, this general itch to create one and then the, the clouds aligning, but I think it's, or the stars aligning even and it all coming together. But I have to say, I think it's quite impressive you managed to put a book together given all the thing, other things that you've been changing in your, your kind of work world over the last year or so. And it's, and it's a fantastic book as well. I have to say, I am, I have, I'll be totally honest with the audience, I have not read every word, but I've read a good chunk of it. I've had a good look through it all. And I think for me, it, if I was running a brand right now, it would be a must read for me because I think you, you could think that because this has taken you, it's been in gestation for many, many years, maybe it's not as relevant now, but I think you are hitting so many of the key things people have to get their heads around right now on the head. It's like, if you want to know what, what e-commerce success is going to look like over the next five, 10 years, this book is a very good place to start, I think, anyway, which is why I really want us to dive into that first section of the book, because you start not, I mean, the, you know, the title of the book is e-commerce growth strategies, but you don't start with the obvious. You know, there's no Facebook hacks, there's no Google ads hacks, there's no SEO AI strategy in the first chapter. The first chapter is what the real e-commerce growth is all about right now, which is kind of like the mindset and the way you think about it. So that's that's summarized in those six principles you just alluded to there, Connie. So before we get into the six principles, why did you think we sh- you should start the book with this message? Right. Okay. I'll, 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 I'll segue back. Started my career in 2005 as, as a search marketing manager. So I, I, I was involved in organic and paid marketing for, for a business. They did their top of the line advertising predominantly through PR. And, and so my job was easier. And I noticed that it was more digital marketing. And then in 2009, I decided to, to work on my own, you know, as a as a consultant, you know, doing the same thing pretty much for the brand. What I realized was because I was sort of sitting outside of the brand and trying to help them, there were many factors outside of my, my, my control. And that's when I started to think, okay, there might be more to growing a business than, than I thought, than this superpowers. Because back in 2005, six and seven, if you were a search marketing expert, you really did have a superpower. And they made me feel like that. You know, they really made me feel like that, like I was the pillar of their business. I, I don't want to really talk about the business into international property at the time. And when I moved into the world of e-commerce, when I was, was exclusively essentially um, interview, well, well, working with e-commerce businesses back in 2014. And when I started the 2X e-commerce podcast, um, I worked with, and I, I mentioned this in the book, I, I worked with a top, it was a top five pure play online retailer in the UK and very excited to work with them. I saw they'd built themselves out a lot on, on Amazon. They built themselves in the photography world. Like most photographers knew them. And so I was like, okay, there's a lot of runway to, to really grow this brand. So I went on, worked with a, with a, with a team and we doubled traffic in, in one year. When we doubled traffic, I said, look, if we double traffic, revenue is going to double, you know, and I was wrong. I was absolutely wrong. Revenue grew by about 30% from 100% traffic year on year. And they're like, well, you know, you said it was, it was 100%. And, and that got me, again, very, very clear in that, that there are lots of variables, you know, beyond search. And that's when I started to look at growth from a multidimensional context. And I thought, okay, there are many other aspects. So, so that was demand, what I call like, well, what's referred to as demand capture, 
right? And and I I moved into the demand generation space, whereby you actually create demand. So I started to to to, to get into Facebook advertising and YouTube advertising, but predominantly Facebook advertising on the Meta platform. And to me, it was like alchemy. You create an offer, you understand an audience, you know who you're speaking to, you select that audience within within Facebook, and then you create and craft copy and, and videos that speak to that audience. And then you just see conversions, you know, come off the path. And depending on the, the average order value, some just come instantly. And again, that was another learning. I learned about influencer marketing and, you know, it just goes on, on and on and on and on. And so the reason why I, I I decided to sort of take this approach from a cross-functional standpoint was to say, okay, look, growing in a business is about people. It's about R&D. It's about your logistics, your supply chain. It's about marketing, which is the bit. And within marketing, you have lifecycle marketing, performance and influencer marketing. It's about storytelling, PR, you know, and and, and your, your, your brand core. It's, it's, it's about outbound. It's about customer service, how you treat your customers. It's about your technology stack. It's about your ability to raise capital. So, so you have all those metrics. So, so I just wanted to capture those points in chapter one to speak to that student, for instance, or that potential entrepreneur that this is, these are all the variables you need to tackle with. It's, it's not about just building some, some affiliate sites and saying, okay, you know what, I'm not going to think about, I'm not, I'm not going to care that much about logistics. You need to really think about all these blocks. They might be very rudimental at the start, but have systems for, for each of these components you know, um, to really orchestrate sustained, not just one-off dropshipping, like, you know, um, growth, sustained growth. So, so that's a premise. And then I led that on to like some six core principles. So so I, I, I then moved into like first principle thinking. Uh, and these are the devised by some of the greats. We're, we're talking by Richard, um, I think it's Feynman, Elon Musk, Nikola Tesla, uh, they, they all sort of say, okay, when we're tackling a problem, what are like the absolute fundamental truths? What are the laws, like the laws of physics that you need to, to establish? And then you need to hone in that will determine how you operate within there. What, what are the laws? What what are the key laws? And, and, and those laws are, are essentially my, my six sort of um, core first principles of e-commerce growth, which I hope are you know, comprehensive, you know, enough for, for anybody to just take in and say, okay, I know these principles. How do I apply these principles to when I'm say running a search engine marketing, you know, campaign or um, when I'm running my influencer marketing, you know, efforts. And yeah, I hope these are, you know, essentially the fundamentals. And, and that's, that's why I start on there. And then I move into the importance of like cross-functional growth into departmental, you know, growth. And then I move also onto the brand core, customer behavior. I think if, if you're trying to sell something, you're trying to get people to take an action, you need to, you know, know how to, to, to nudge them. You need to, to know how they behave, you know, how, how they respond to, to triggers. And then I, I move on to customer data. Um, I, I, customer data is so important. I, 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 and then after that, I, I go to, I, I follow through with, with all the major marketing bits. We all know, we all talk about um, whether it's acquisition, you know, paid, organic, influencer marketing, search, channel marketing and, and, and the like. Brilliant. Thank you. That was an awesome, um, an awesome outline of why we're starting off with those principles. And 
it really is the thing which you have to do in order to succeed in the coming years. It's not just about a cool Facebook ad strategy or great SEM as we used to enjoy a decade ago. So everyone, we're gonna, I'm going to stop you from hanging and going, what on earth are the six principles? So I'm going to read out what the six principles are and then we're going to see how many of those we can dive into before we have to move on to the top tips round. So they are customer centricity, the customer at front and centre, brand identity and storytelling, taking the data-driven approach, cross-functional synergy, omnichannel presence and adaptability, and culture of experimentation. So, Kunle, which of these would you most like to talk about first? Which one should we, should we kick off by talking a bit around? I'll start out with, definitely with, with cosmocentricity. The idea of cosmocentricity really is understanding your customers at two critical levels. First level is data collection. The second level is just psychographic, you know, data, just translating that data into insight. At the heart of everything we're doing in commerce is value. We're trying to give value in exchange for value. So we sell a flask, for instance, we try and make that flask as best we can you know, at a right enough cost to sell to a customer. And we hope that they are satisfied essentially and everybody's happy. The book really focuses on the fact that your customer is the reason why you exist and you need to essentially work to help them. I gave an example around when I was in a restaurant and this was a high-end restaurant. It was with my family and there were like three waiters behind us. I had a, a child who was one years older. So he kept on throwing cutlery on, on the ground. And these three guys were manning two tables. And not only that, there was a manager at the back end. So what was happening was like, they were looking at, at us eating. And any time a you know, piece of cutlery dropped on the floor, they went straight for it. They anticipated it, looked at it, picked it up, and gave gave us a replacement immediately. When our glasses of water or our drinks were halfway through, they filled it up. It was just essentially they were listening, observing. They had you know a data collection strategy, and then they they could you know take action immediately. And so just taking that out, extrapolating that in an e-com from an e-commerce context, it's really down to do you have the systems that really understand, you know, what customers are doing on, on your site, whether it's your analytics, you know, whether it's your pixel activity, and what are you doing to going down in, in the right direction, in the desired direction? The desired direction might not necessarily be buying from you. You know, a lot of the time we think we're just optimizing, you know, to for, for our benefit. You might not be a right fit, but are you collecting that data and taking sufficient action to, to, towards, you know, um, you know, taking them to a desired outcome? So, so that's it. And then at the heart of it all is customer behavior. So in order to serve your customers, you, you need to understand, you know, their triggers, how to gain their attention, how to engage with them. That segues to chapter four on customer behavior. So, so the customer is, is, is essentially front and center in everything we do. That, that's the, the big idea there. Cool. And that is so, it, it seems so easy when you know how to do it, it's fairly straightforward, but it's something you can never kind of relax on. Before I waffle on on that topic, let's let's get Conley to outline another one of his principles. So that was putting the customer front and centre. 
which of the other six principles would you like to tackle next? I want to talk about obviously optimized experience for, for habitual, you know, purchase. It's really, really important. So there's a diagram of a cogs I, I shared, which is like, you know, you want to start out with obviously creating like a, a habitual, you know, buying process, which leads to repeat purchase behavior. And then it creates high customer loyalty. I was listening to an interview on a podcast with the founder of Athletic Greens, and be somebody I'd love to come on my podcast. What his his first principle was build a repeat business, like be in the business of repeat purchases. They obviously run a subscription model, but it is far easier. And I, you, I, I know I'm preaching to a choir now because everybody on here is it's just far easier to sell to people who've who've purchased from you, who love your experience. This is not a one-off you build and you're you're trying to you're always hunting. So, so I give the analogy of a hunter-gatherer society and, you know, a, an agrarian society. We, we, we all started from a hunter-gatherer society. We're hunting for our food, we're rest. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it, you know, but it evolved, you know, humanity evolved to, to, to what we have now. Initially, we were, were in dwellings and then we're, we're now in cities, you know, for the vast majority of us live in cities. So, so what I'm saying is, you know, try and harvest your, your customers through a proper purchase cadence and establish that, you know, purchase frequency as a first principle. That's what great brands do. It's all about loyalty. When you go to the grocery store, you buy the same milk brand, whether it's the in-store, you know, milk brand or, you know, a special milk brand, you, you tend to buy the same juice. You tend to buy the, the same manufacturers of bread. You, you're not always switching. The switching cost is very high. So that first principle is, is like super important in, in my opinion. Taking a slightly different tack here, Kunle, but would it be fair to say these principles aren't something you can build independently and expect any success? You know, because I was listening to you speak there, I was thinking how tied in the habitual purchase piece is with putting the customer at the front of things. You can't make someone keep buying from you if you don't understand them. And it feels like the six principles are very interlinked and that it really is that kind of mindset shift and fundamental shift in how we run things that's essential, not just going, oh, I can be brand focused. I'll do that one. It's we've got to we've got to embrace the whole philosophy. You have to. I, I think these, in my opinion, are like pillars in you know in a, in a building. If if one isn't there, it just wouldn't stand well. It just wouldn't stand well. You know whether it's the customer beans, you know, um, you know, front and center, optimizing for for habitual purchase, honing it, honing in a culture of experimentation and continuous improvement, channel agnosticism. So just not selling on a single channel, advertising on a single channel. The final point really is the fact that growth is cross-functional. So all of the five <laughs> above, you know, just mix up together to device a, a sustainably growing e-commerce brand or you know consumer brand. E-commerce master plan is supported by some of the greatest companies in the e-commerce sector. Here's a reminder of who they are. Running an e-commerce business is tough, but you can stay ahead of the competition with Pricing. This powerful tool lets you track competitors' prices and optimise your pricing strategy. With one click, you can track prices from any website, marketplace or sales channels like Google Shopping and Amazon. And that's just the beginning. PriceSync's dynamic pricing app will automatically adjust your prices to help you maximise your profit margins. It's the simplest way to increase your profit. 
Sign up for a free trial today and get 50% off your first three months. Sign up now via ecmp.info forward slash pricing. That's ecmp.info forward slash p-r-i-s-y-n-c. Attention e-commerce businesses, do you want to scale your business even faster? Then tune into season three of the Lightning 50 e-commerce growth hacking podcast. Join the Lightning 50 podcast team as they uncover fascinating personal stories of growth in e-commerce from some of your favourite brands, as well as some new players that are disrupting the space. Don't miss out on valuable insights and strategies from the fastest growing businesses in retail. Tune in now and supercharge your e-commerce growth. Episodes are available now via the short link ecmp.info forward slash lightning50. And that's all one word, just lightning50. Or search for lightning50 podcast on all the major podcast platforms like Spotify, Amazon, Apple and Google. It's time for the top tips round. Okay, we've got to go into the top tips, but if you want to know more about those other principles we were talking about before the little break there, then go and grab a copy of Cunlay's book. It's called E-Commerce Growth Strategy, a brand-driven approach to attract shoppers, build community and retain customers. So go and get a copy and you can get all the goodness and consume it at your own speed. But now we're in the top tips and I love this section because it gives me and our listeners some really quick ideas for taking our businesses to next level. So Cunlay, are you ready for the top tips um yes i am marvelous the book top tip now you can't recommend yours but if everyone listening to this podcast agreed to take friday off and read a book to make their business better which book would you recommend in line with with e-commerce strategy there's a really good book i read after writing the book which which i i would highly recommend it's called good strategy bad strategy the difference and why it matters it's by richard rum rommelt i think really good book he essentially goes through like major case studies. His, you know, uh, Harvard type is an Ivy League type, you know, professor. And he, he really digs into practical case studies on, on how to execute, you know, um, strategy and why a lot of people think they are strategizing, but they're not. They're, they're, they're not. It's a really, really good book. Can't recommend enough. Excellent recommendation. Yeah, I've read that one too. And it's, it's a bit of a classic in many circles, I think. So yeah, loving that. Mm -hmm. Uh, The traffic top tip, which marketing method do you either prize above all others or think doesn't get the press it deserves? I think it's influencer marketing. (laughs) Done right. So how do we do it right? My top tips are, it must be performance driven. It just has to be performance driven and reduce friction, right? What do I mean by reduce friction? If an influencer delivers an offer, make sure that the ability to claim that offer is no more than one click away. Easier said than done. I'm talking firsthand experience from what we're doing Octelian, um, uh, the second brand we acquired, which was predominantly influencer driven and the numbers are, they're just crazy. So I came from a, oh, performance marketing, you know, paid search, blah, blah. No, these guys were doing influencer marketing like to the T. So I've learned a lot about influencer marketing and it's, it was, um, it was very humbling learning the the process, you know, doing it properly. Love it. Excellent tips there, everybody. Uh, Okay. The tool top tip, maybe a collaboration tool, a social media plugin, a phone app, or just a way of working. Is there a cool little tool you use that makes you and your team more efficient day to day? Can I mention too? Mm -hmm. 
Um, archive.com, what it does is it, it just takes in social mentions of your brand. You provide your brand name, and if any of your customers have tagged you, influencers have tagged you, it just saves it. So whether it's an Instagram story or a TikTok or an Instagram reel, just any mentions um, from, from any major platforms are just consolidated. So you keep all those assets. Now, when you look at the assets, when you, you have a look at those assets, it would actually help you write an asset request to the influencer. And it can also auto like, you know, mentions of you. So hopefully everybody's saying good things about you. <laughs> <laughs> And it, it, so you could also set like auto messaging to to the influencer to say thank you for the shout outs, you know, in in DMs of of the um, of whatever platform. I think it supports um, all Meta assets apart from Thread and TikTok. Um, I don't think it supports Twitter at, at this point in time. So really, really good tool. Second tool is Cogsy. Just from an inventory management standpoint and forecasting, um, really, really, really good tool. You know, so growth is not just marketing um, from a supply chain. They're, they're really good partners once you get your integration, you know, um, in place. Excellent. Two very different uh, recommendations there, but very good ones. Thank you. Finally, the carbon top tip. What's your favorite way to reduce the carbon footprint of an e-commerce business? To buy more high quality things that last. And that should hopefully re reduce your, your purchase frequency. Simple. Quality over quantity. Fashion, high fashion over fast fashion. You know, high fashion or, or used, used clothes, you know, it's vintage, you know, that sort of thing. Quality, you know, don't don't just buy that cheap hat from from Amazon, you know, buy I don't know, whoever makes hats, <laughs> you know, right? Buy a really good quality one that will last years, you know, last years and uh, your pair of shoes or something that is just less disposable, more sustainable, right? Excellent advice for all of us as individuals, as business owners, and in what we're trying to sell to our customers. So, so hitting the full circle there. Cunley, before we say goodbye, could you please let the listeners know where they can find your brilliant book? On Amazon and, and all major, major platforms. I, I believe um, if, you, if you search for um, e-commerce growth strategy, Cunley Campbell or e-commerce growth strategy book on Google, you find a ton of options, whether you're in America, you can buy it from Walmart, if, if you will, Barnes and Nobles. If you're in the UK, you can, you can buy from WH Smith and many other independent book bookstores. Cogan Page have been, you know, great with, from a distribution standpoint. So it should be everywhere or our oh, good old Amazon. Brilliant. So that's the e-commerce growth strategy, a brand driven approach to attract shoppers, build community and retain customers. So go find it, everyone. It is well worth grabbing a copy of and binge reading before we start hitting proper peak. Go read it now. Cunley, thank you so much for being on the podcast. It's been awesome, as it always is, catching up with you. So um, thanks for being here. Thank you so very much, Chloe. Appreciate, you know, the conversation and um, yeah, the kind words. So lots of thought-provoking bits and pieces there from Cunley. And I think, you know, the book right the way through to the end is packed with useful information on what it's going to take to grow, create e-commerce growth in the coming months and years. But the fact it begins with that mindset shift, those principles you've got to, uh, to adapt, and it doesn't go, oh, 
do this hack on Instagram and you'll suddenly find growth. Rather, it takes you through what it really takes to create sustainable ongoing growth in an e-commerce store. So I do highly recommend going and grabbing a copy. You can get your hands on the notes from this episode, including the top tips and links to what we've mentioned by heading over to ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash podcast or use our direct episode short links. Just put ecmp.info forward slash whatever the number of this episode is into the URL bar and you'll go straight to the correct page of the website. When you get there, you can also add yourself to our email list so you don't miss out on all the other things I share to help you improve your business, which included an early update on this book. So those on my email list got to find out about Cunlay's book before those on the podcast did. So well worth being on the email list for the latest bits and pieces I'm sharing. And if you liked this episode and you're a bit of a sucker for a business book, then do check out all of our interviews with authors. You can find all of them on the website at ecmp.info forward slash author. That's where we pulled together all the authors of brilliant books that we've interviewed over the years. And thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the e-commerce master plan podcast. It's always lovely to have you guys listening and I bring you a new interview every week because I want to inspire and help e-commerce business owners to succeed and thrive with their businesses, including progressing along the path to net zero. So if you know someone this show can help, please tell them to listen to the e-commerce master plan podcast. I hope you have a great week and don't forget to keep optimizing. Thank you for listening to the e-commerce master plan podcast. Find out more at ecommercemasterplan.com slash podcast. Don't miss out. It's time you joined Chloe's e-commerce club, our free club that's all about helping you grow your e-commerce store. Join right now for free at ecmp.info forward slash club.